Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Welcome into the Ticket Water Cooler. I am Rico. Jake Bakovin is out today. It'll be me solo for a while. Nicholas will join me in a bit. We'll have a Ticket Water Cooler followed by the happy hour. Just a little extension. You get a little extra hour of me and Nick. He is currently at the press conference. Mickey Joseph and some football players talking. Uh, John Cook did not speak today. He will speak tomorrow uh, following practice, so we'll get a little bit more insight on the volleyball team, who did go 2-0 and on their road trip out east this weekend, started off at Rutgers, then traveled to Maryland. Uh, Maryland had a record crowd for their match against Nebraska, which it seems as if Nebraska draws a lot of record crowds nowadays when they, when they head out on the road and continuing their sellout streak at the Bob Devaney Sports Complex here in Lincoln, but Again, I am Rico here on the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Wingstop. As Vershawn says, go get yourself some chicken sandwiches or some wings. You know, the wings are delicious as well. Fries, uh, Cajun fried corn, uh, biscuits if you want some biscuits. Those things are delicious. Uh, but, again, Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Wingstop. Call, text in, keep me company until Nick gets here, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, or on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We are everywhere. You can join us. You can see uh, my face. Our fantastic hoodies, which are extremely comfortable. Um, although I'm not going to – I wore it this morning because it was a little, little, little chilly. It's getting to that hoodie weather season, but uh, it's warm outside now, so I might have to take this off before I head outside. But as I was saying, volleyball, 2-0 and on the weekend. Nebraska Volleyball and John Cook, one of two programs currently in the Big Ten that are still undefeated in conference play. It is them and Purdue undefeated, the only two teams undefeated in the conference in the Big Ten, the best volleyball conference in all of the nation. I said it. I meant it. <clears throat> but Nebraska serves up a sweep against Rutgers. If you wanted to see what this Husker volleyball team could look like when they're rolling on all cylinders or, or, or what they would look like when they reach their potential, that Rutgers game was the one to watch. Uh, it was on BTN+. Plus. Both games were on BTN+. Plus. I listened on the Husker Radio Network, which was fantastic. John Baylor and Lauren Cook-West do an amazing job. But Nebraska sweeps Rutgers in Piscataway 25-13, 25-7, 25-15. Didn't even let them get to 20 points uh, in any of their sets. They got the, the the serving was on point. Three aces from Lexi Rodriguez in the match's first eight rallies, and they went and got 12 aces against just eight errors. And if you've been watching Nebraska volleyball this season, service errors have kind of been a trend. John Cook's teams, normally amazing serving teams, normally great serving teams. Uh, this year, to start the year, uh, they've they've been at home for damn near all of their games all of their matches, um, and they've just been struggling to serve it up in the in the bob. So 
getting out on the road, getting 12 aces, only eight errors out in Piscataway. Hopefully put some uh, put some wind beneath their wings. Becca Alec, uh, especially running the 6-2, you have one of your middles back serving. She did a fantastic job. I believe she served for five, six straight points at one point, uh, which is fantastic. She was getting it in. She had a couple aces herself. So hopefully that is is the turnaround that they needed at the service line to kind of keep it going uh, the rest of the season. But, again, they were firing on all cylinders, hit a season-high 4.405, held Rutgers to a negative hitting percentage, negative .012. It's the first time they've held a Big Ten foe to a negative hitting percentage since November 6th of 2019 when they played Northwestern. Whitney Lonstein led the way with 11 kills, hitting .391. Maddie Kubik followed with 9 kills on .562 hitting. Uh, along with two blocks. Caitlin Horde, six kills on eight swings, three blocks. Becca Alec had six kills. Lindsey Krause with five. Maggie Mendelson with four. And Allie Batenhorst with one. Everybody getting involved in the action against Rutgers. And then they followed that up with, I don't want to say, they followed it up with a, a struggling contest against Maryland. They they ended up winning. As I said, they went 2-0, 2-0 on the road. Uh, the, their first extended road Road matches this season. They go on the road again this weekend. Um, but they went to Maryland, College Park, Maryland, and beat the Turtles, the Terrapins of Maryland, three sets to one. They were very close sets. Nebraska did not play the cleanest game of vol- cleanest cleanest match of volleyball that they could as they won the first set 25-18, second 25-23, lost the third set 21-25, which is actually, I believe, the first time they've dropped a set to Maryland since 2019. Uh, Maybe only the – I I don't remember the exact number, so I don't want to throw it out there, but Maryland hasn't taken many sets from Nebraska in in their history of of playing against each other. But – and then they won the the fourth set, 25-22 Nebraska did at Maryland, improving to 12-1 and on the season, the one loss coming against Stanford, and 4-0 in the Big 12, fifth straight win. Uh, 12-1 is the their best start since 2018. Best start for the Nebraska Cornhusker volleyball team since 2018, sitting at 12-1 currently. Uh, Nebraska, this is defensive. Defensive battle is is the best way to put it. Maryland, one of the best blocking teams in not just the Big Ten, but in the country. I believe they blocked Nebraska um, 17 times, 17 times. Nebraska got chipped in 13 blocks of their own, but 17 times Maryland's block went up against Nebraska's attackers and, and shut it down. Nebraska ended up finishing the match, hitting .099, held Maryland to .046. Both teams kind of struggling to keep the ball on the court. Uh, struggling to get past the block, but both both teams defensively putting up a heck of a <clears throat> heck of a defensive performance. Maryland 17 blocks tied the most blocks by a Husker opponent in the rally scoring era. Penn State had 17 in 2017, but the Huskers had three more kills, 44 to 41, and five fewer hitting errors, 29 to 34, which was ended up being the difference in this match. Like I said, the the last three sets of of this match were extremely close, just a couple of points separating uh, Maryland and Nebraska. Whitney Lowenstein, again, leads the way. 11 kills, seven digs, six blocks, four aces. All over the place Whitney Lowenstein was. <clears throat> Becca Alec, her most efficient 
uh, game with the Huskers, had nine kills, hitting 571, had four blocks. Matty Kubik, all reliable Matty Kubik, nine kills, 11 digs, almost a double-double. Uh, Krause and Caitlin Horde each had six kills, and Caitlin Horde finished finished the match being a wall herself with nine blocks herself. Uh, listening to Husker Radio Network and listening to John Baylor and Lauren Cook West in this one, the middles, I mean, it's kind of a reoccurring theme with this with this team, and, and we've heard John Cook mention a lot. He wants to set the middles more this season, especially with somebody as efficient, somebody as, as deadly as Caitlin Horde uh, in the middle, and then the athletic abilities of Becca Alec and Maggie Mendelson also in the middle there. They want to set middle more. They haven't been for whatever reason. He did mention that, you know, a, a younger setter in Kennedy or setting the middle is one of the harder things to do. So that's just kind of something that she has to get more comfortable with doing and, and kind of getting that more, you know, ingrained into her brain, ingrained into what she's doing on the court is to set the middles more often because when they do, they have a lot of success in the middle. So they were setting the outsides a lot. Again, I was listening to Husker Radio Network. I don't have Big Ten Plus, unfortunately. So I was listening to it, and you could just kind of hear the frustration in John Baylor and, and Lauren Cook West's voices every time they would set the outside. Um, not not like upset because you know it wasn't something that they wanted to see, but the middles every time they would get in, get a swing or get a chance to attack, they were more more often than not putting it down and getting kills. So just kind of going away from that and and not having too many swings for the middles was was something that was slightly frustrating for the announcers and I'm sure John Cook will hear from him tomorrow following practice I'll I'll let you guys know uh what he says after that but the the middles are particularly effective this season the outsides the the pin hitters are effective but when you have Middles as talented and, and, and as as deadly as Caitlin Horde, Becca Alec, and Maggie Mendelson, you want to get them more involved in the action. Um Nicklin Haynes still not back from her injury. She got injured during the Stanford match. Um I believe, if I remember correctly, they said it was something with her back. No specifics quite yet, and no timetable for her return, but she has not practiced up uh up until she hadn't hasn't practiced as far as I know letting um, they were informing us on Sunday she had not practiced quite yet so we'll see you know if she practices today if she practices tomorrow whenever she gets back on the practice court we'll, we'll probably hear about it but you're you're they're still sticking with the six2 running with uh, Kennedy Orr and Ani Evans and then um, Hayden cubic was in street clothes against Maryland. No specifics on her injury, if it, if it even was an injury. Uh, no specifics quite yet, but she was also in street clothes, did not get in the match. I don't know if she would have gotten in the match. It was it was probably closer than they were expecting, so not really getting the the freshmen into the game. Well, the, the, the freshmen that aren't playing significant uh, playing time into the game quite yet. So, But, but Nicklin Hames, Hayden Kubik, both in street clothes against Maryland. Um, Nebraska. 2-0 in the conference. 4-0 in the conference. My bad. 4-0 in the conference. 2-0 on the road in the conference. And up next, they head on the road again. Michigan State this Thursday, 7 p.m. And then Michigan Saturday, 6 p.m. Another day off in between. They get the Spartans on Thursday and the Wolverines on Saturday. Um, I couldn't tell you right now if those are going to be on TV or what channel they're going to be on. 
I do know for sure they'll, they'll more than likely be on BTN Plus if you have a subscription to that, and you can always listen to those games on the Husker Radio Network. Uh, get yourself some some fantastic volleyball coverage from those people out there. <clears throat> but there's your there's your volleyball update from the weekend. Uh, and Tater informs me another awesome fact is we've only lost a total of six sets this year. Six sets. Three of those against Stanford, obviously. Uh, two of those against Creighton. And then the one against, uh, it might be seven. Three against Stanford. Two against Creighton, because that went to five. One against Maryland. And then I believe they lost one set to Ohio State as well. Yeah, that's seven. Take that, Tater. I could do math. Uh, Oak Valley Huskers says, thanks for the volleyball report and breakdown. Love to hear this a couple times a week. I'm working on it. I got to get better at it. Work on my knowledge. Work on everything that I got. It would have been a lot better if I was able to see it. Like I said, listening to it wasn't bad. Um, but I'm more of a, a, a visual person. It would have been a lot better to to watch them play. But 2-0. Didn't count Maryland. It's okay, Tater. We all make mistakes. 2-0 on the road, 4-0 in the conference, going for a uh, more undefeated start this Thursday against Michigan State and Saturday against Michigan-Nebraska volleyball is. Nebraska football on the road. The, the day in between those volleyball matches, you can catch yourself some football on the road up in Piscataway, New Jersey. Yeah, Ohio State went five. Ohio State went five, so they lost two sets against Ohio State. Eight sets so far. Thank you guys so much for correcting me. A.A. Ron, Dusty, and Henry. Thank you guys so much for that. So they've lost eight sets so far. I mean, that's still impressive. 12-1, and one, only dropping eight sets. Look at you. L- look, at, look at you. And, I mean, one of those was a loss, so it's okay. Um, didn't a Husker get Big Ten Player of the Week, or did I make that up in my head? For volleyball or for football? Because if you're talking volleyball, I'm not sure. they ha- They've been shut out the last couple of weeks in volleyball – awards really they haven't gotten any players of 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 anything no players of the week no defensive player of the week no freshman of the week no no nothing which is very strange because becca alec has i mean she's a freshman and she's been playing fantastic i mean she's she's getting starter time her and caitlin horde so it's very surprising she has yet to get a freshman of the week i don't know what the rest of the freshmen in the big 10 are doing but she has yet to get it if you're talking football chase uh malcolm hartsog if we're going to go back to the football topic, again, they're playing Rutgers this Friday up in Piscataway. Malcolm Hartsog, the freshman corner, the 5'7 corner from Mississippi, little school out in Mississippi, uh, got freshman of the week. If you if you heard, if you watched the game, which I'm sure many, if not all of you did, Malcolm Hartsog was the one that returned the punt for a touchdown and was starting at corner um, against Indiana uh, and, and held held more. He, he held his own. Out there on the outside, uh, opposite Quentin Newsom, um, him and Tommy Hill this this week are listed as co-starters um, on the opposite corner spot. Uh, Malcolm Hartzog's name listed first. You got the or, and then Tommy Hill. But the five seven corner showed his skill again. I, I believe he held his own. I, I couldn't tell you much else, but he did a he did a great job holding his own out there on the outside at corner, and then returning a blocked punt. Uh, shout out to Chris Kalarovich. He's not getting getting enough love really that that I think he's the one that blocked the punt 
uh, came through the line, blocked the punt, uh, and set it up for Malcolm Hartzog to make the return. So shout-out to Chris Kalarovic and Malcolm Hartzog for a massive special teams play. And if you were listening to the pregame show, Aaron Davis, he didn't call that exactly, but he did say he he was expecting a big special teams play. I think in his mind it was more of a return punt return or kick return for a touchdown. But, hey, we'll take a block punt for a touchdown any day of the week. Uh, so Malcolm Hartzog, fre- Big Ten freshman of the week, punt return f- block punt for a touchdown and and playing extremely well uh, out there on the outside at corner again only five seven and if you want to say oh indiana was out there top two receiver i don't care you still have next man up mentality okay next man up mentality they, they you still have you're still a, a power five uh division one receivers so they, they were fine they did they they still had their athletes it might have been their top two starters but again Malcolm Hartsog out there making plays Quentin Newsom making plays and I don't know about you guys against a team who likes to throw it as much as they do uh Connor Baselike only completed 50 percent of his passes he was what 22 of 44 for 223 yards a touchdown and an interception sacked three times uh his long longest pass was 28 yards the secondary held up fantastically in my mind if you're if you go back to the Oklahoma game if you go back to the Georgia Southern game before the Georgia Southern game, I was saying that I believe that the secondary was one of the strengths of the defense, strengths of a defense that, that wasn't very strong. Um, but they kind of got torched by Georgia Southern, by Kyle Van Trees, and then and then torched by Oklahoma, who, by the way, going from number six to unranked in two weeks, wild. But the secondary held up extremely well against a pass-heavy Indiana Hoosiers team and I was extremely impressed with the way that they played the entire defense really I mean everybody's talking about you know shutting them out in the in the second half and holding them to under 100 yards uh, total offense in at least the fourth quarter uh, pitched a shutout offense went scored 14 unanswered that's how you ended up winning the game but the defense played amazingly really all game to me they had that little hiccup towards the end of the first half that that ended up with Indiana tying the game at 21 all going into halftime but as a whole I believe the defense the secondary the linebackers shout out to Luke Reimer for just a beautiful clean hit that led to an interception and the defensive line who as I was talking with Vershawn about they were getting pushed that I have not seen all season they were shoving the the entire offensive line back into Connor Bazelak's lap, and it was something fantastic to see from from Ty Robinson and and Colton Feast and Devin Drew and Stephon Wynn and all those guys getting through, making tackles on the running backs in the backfield, um, stopping runs for very minimal gains, and and getting pressure on the quarterback. You ended with three sacks. Uh, I don't know how many quarterback hurries, but it seemed as if there was somebody in the backfield quite a bit. Uh, getting Connor Bazelak off of his spot and, and forcing him to make throws on the run. But that's going to do it for the first segment right here on the Ticket Water Cooler. As I said, get in contact with us, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line, Sarder Heyman Jewelers Live Video Stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Tell all your friends about it. Send them over. Watch. Listen. Nick Sander might be here by the time we get back from break, but we'll head to our first break right here on the Ticket Water Cooler. We'll be right back. 